Pastor Lau and Pastor Dala Haperset would like to welcome you to the following message from New Hope International Church in Seattle, Washington. Here is Pastor Lau's anointed teaching that will change your life with love, hope, and peace in Jesus Christ. And now, Pastor Lau. I'm so thirsty. May the Lord bless you. Today, I would like to continue the message of divine protection. I would like to continue from the last Sunday. Let us pray, Father. We thank you so much, Lord, for giving us the Bible. Lord, at this time, we don't want to focus on the bad news. We don't want to focus on the pandemic. We want to keep our eyes on the Word. Keep it in the midst of our heart. Incline our ears on what you want to say. We want to build faith. We want to believe in what you say, and we walk according to your truth. We believe, Father, your word is like a medicine that will bring life to our bone and body. We believe, Lord, when we partake your word, we are healed and healthy. Your word is like a spiritual food. Better than any vitamin, than any special food on earth, we receive your word as our spiritual food, and when our soul prospers, our body, our mind, our finances and relationship shall prosper as well. We receive your word right now in Jesus' name, Amen. Amen. I would like to read. Psalm 91 verses 11 to 12 again. One of the ways that God protect His people. For He shall give His angels charge over you, to keep you in all your ways. In their hands they shall bear you up, lest you dash your foot against a stone. We can see here that the angels of the Lord can. Manifest themselves physically, maybe in the form of a human being or in the form of angel with wings. Either way, and they were assigned by God to protect His people. The heavenly Father assigns angel to look after even little children. I believe that the Lord knows from the beginning that I would become a pastor. So when I was a little boy, God. Sent his angel to protect me already and protect Pastor Da and you too. Matthew eighteen verse ten say, "See that you do not despise one of these little ones, for I tell you that in heaven the angels always see the face of my Father who is in heaven." You can say that I have my angels. It is obvious that we have angels. My angels, our angels, assigned to us by God. God commanded them to keep us and protect us and deliver us. When I was young, I remember that so many times I came out from accident or from problem in a supernatural way. One time I was almost drunk in the swimming pool, and suddenly I came out of it. I believe the angel picked me up from the swimming pool. They. Have a charge from the heavenly Father, and they really takes His command seriously. They will assigned to protect you and me, and they stay with you and me 
and get the job done to protect us all the ways in our life. But we need to believe. We should not live in fear. We must believe that God sent His angel to take care of us. And there are several different opportunities from birth until now that we need divine protection. We may not even know what happened, but some bad things can happen to us, and the angels protect us. There have been so many times when the devil tried to take and destroy us, but God's angels kept us and protected us. Nobody even knew that that devil tried to destroy us, but God protected us. Either putting the canopy or the wing over us, or send His angel to protect us. Divine protection happened in our life over and over again. Some of us need more amount of angels now than when we were young or we were little, and the angels were assigned to take care of us. Today, we would like to talk about another ways of God's protection. In the past lesson, we learned about God put His wing. Upon us, or we run into his fortress, into his shield of favor, or put the feather on us, the shadow on us, the canopy on us, to the force of heaven around us, so that evil cannot come near us. We learn that the angels can shut the mouth of the lions. The angel can protect his people from the fire. And the angel can appear or manifest themselves in the human form or in the angelic form. But there is another way that the Lord protects us beside the appearance of the angelic protection. I would like to read from Genesis chapter thirty-five, verses one to four, and verse five as well. Then God said to Jacob, "Arise, go up to Bethel, and dwell there." And make an altar there to God. You can see here that God showed love to Jacob. He protected Jacob. Jacob need to worship him. Make an altar, brother and sister. The reason we worship God every Sunday or in the care group because we are so thankful and appreciative of His provision, His love, His care for us. The Bible continued to say. You put the altar there to God, who appeared to you when you fled from the face of Esau, your brother. Verse two, and Jacob said to his household, "Wow, this is important scripture." And to all who were with him, put away the foreign gods that are among you, brother and sister. If you need God protection, you should not have any idols in your life. Some of us, the idol can be video game. Can be uh, some uh, something in our life, maybe sport car. Some of you, your idol may be money. You cheat tithe of God because you love money so much. God said, "Don't have those idols in your life. If you need His protection, purify yourself. Get yourself into the Word. Get yourself into the file of God. Purify yourself." Let God change you from the inside. Don't be rebellious. Don't be stubborn. And change your garments. Put the garments of praise. Put the garments of thanksgiving. The garment of righteousness on you from the Lord Jesus Christ. If you want to stay in protection, don't have the idols. Repent, purify yourself, and 
put the garments of heaven, put the armor of God on you. Then let us arise and go up to Bethel, and I will make an altar there to God, who answer me. God answer His prayer in the day of my distress. How many people have faced distress before, and God deliver you? I'm one of them. God deliver me from many distresses in my life, and have been with me in the way which I have gone. God has been with us all the way from birth to today. Thank God. So they gave Jacob all the foreign gods, or these people who follow Jacob obey his recommendations, which were in their hands and the earrings which were in their ears, and Jacob hid them under the terebinth tree, which was by Shechem. Now look at verse five. Another way. Of God's protection, look at verse five. Jacob did his part. He obeyed God. He had faith in God. He got rid of idols in his household. Look at verse five. And they journey, and the terror of God was upon the cities that were all around them, and they did not pursue the sons of Jacob. Today we would like to talk about the. Terror of God. God can make your enemies terrified and shake, and don't want to touch you. Normally, those people in those cities who were not the Hebrews would have pursued the children of Jacob and attacked them, and robbed them, and destroyed them. The Bible said that they did not. Even try to catch them nor hunt them. Why? Because the terror of God is a part of the divine defense. The angels of God are involved in this way of divine protection. God was taking His people into the promised land, from place to place, and on the way there are robbers there. Are bad people. Of course, the first generation of the Hebrews did not get into the promised land. Why? Why didn't they get into the promised land? Because they walk in unbelief and also disobedience. If you want to get into the promised land, you need to walk by faith, and you need to obey God. Why didn't they obey God? Because they fear. The inhabitants in the promised land. I learned something: when people live in fear, and when people don't have faith or walk in unbelief, what happened? They don't obey God. Fear grip their heart. They don't want to follow the command of God. These people in that first generation that Moses took them out of Egypt, they. Thought that the big walls of the cities in the promised land and the giants would keep them out. They would be defeated. They would not be able to take over the land. That idea came from unbelief and fear. Therefore, they did not obey the Lord to get in there. This idea or concept was not true. Why? Because the next generation that followed Joshua and Caleb. Went in successfully and took over the land. The question is, 
what kept the first generation out from the promised land? The answer is fear and unbelief kept them out. My brother and sister, faith is so important. When you have faith, you don't yield to fear. And the same thing, fear and unbelief, will keep the people of God in this generation out of the blessing of God and their promised land. Let's look at the Bibles together in Exodus chapter 15, verse 16. Fear and dread will fall on them. Them mean the people in the city around, the people of God. And by the greatness of your arm, God's arm, capital Y, there will be as still as a stone. Or this enemy of God stood still, could not move because of the terror of God fell on them. Till your people, are you his people? At that time, the Jewish people were his people. Your people pass over, O Lord, till the people pass over whom you have purchased by the blood of the Lamb. Let me read from another version. Terror and dread will fall upon them. By the power of your arm, they will be as still as a stone until your people pass by. O Lord, until the people you bought pass by. So today we learn about another way of divine protection. We call the terror of God. The terror of God. The terror that God sent into the heart of people who want to destroy his children can fall on the enemies of God's people and polarize them. It shakes them to the point that they cannot follow their own plan to hurt us and to harm us. The angels of the Lord are involved in the terror of God too. Some bad people may be looking at your house or your car or your children. And the devil uses these evil people who yield to him. And this is the way of life. Everything starts from the thoughts and then followed by the plans. And after the thoughts and the plan, then it comes an action. The enemies puts an evil thought in their heart. And they follow their heart to make a plan in order to hurt you, to steal from you, to sue you, to attack you, to rape, or to kill you. Or maybe try to borrow money from you and want to cheat from you. I remember one time, somebody asked me to invest money. And the Lord told me, no, don't get involved. And a few months later, that person was in jail because he cheated so many churches and Christian organizations in America. God protected me. That man has an evil thought. Try to cheat money from the church and from minister like me. Why did they choose certain victims? Because the devil want to attack and destroy those people. Don't say it this way. We never know. We never know. It is the will of God for some demon-possessed men or women to break into that house 
It is the will of God. It is the will of God that this, those evil people kill somebody's children, steal their money, or hurt their family. I want to tell you, it is absolutely not God's will. That is from the devil. First Peter chapter 5, verse 8. Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, walks about like a rolling rion, seeking whom he may devour. You can see here that the devil wants to kill, to steal, and to destroy everybody and everything. His job is to kill, to steal, and to destroy. He would walk around sending his demon to look for people to destroy. Thank God there are some believers, and I believe that is you and me, whom he cannot devour. You and me are protected by God because we have faith and we don't yield to fear and we proclaim the protection of God. The devil cannot even find some Christians. The devil may not even see me right now because I have the shield of favor on me. I have the favor of God. I run into the wing of my mother's hen. I stay in the fortress, in the secret place of the Most High, in the refuge and under the shadow of the Almighty. And you do the same thing. I pray that the devil cannot find me and the church members that I take care of and my children and my grandchildren. Why the devil could not fight all of us? Because we are protected and kept by God. What is our part in this protection? We need to say of the Lord, He is my God and my refuge. He is my fortress. In Him will I trust. And not only that, we say, Fear cannot come to me. I'm not going to live in fear. I will not let fear to get into my heart. The enemy works in a heart of a bad person in order to attack people, including you. He come to kill, to steal, and to destroy. So he will work in the heart of bad people to hurt you, to destroy you. And the angels of the Lord leans on their shoulders and they were terrified by the presence of the angels and they do not see anything but they were terrified. They could not see the angels but they were terrified and they could not do anything to harm you. Their hearts are palpitating, running and shaking and they run out of the place. You need to believe that when any bad person tries to hurt you, the terror of God will cause him or her to stop his or her plan. You may not even know what is happening. You may not even know that somebody planned to kill you, but the angels of the Lord bring the terror of God upon their heart. God told the children of Israel to come together three times a year to celebrate. This means that they had to leave their homes and travel great distances. In that generation, there were robbers who waited on the side of the roads. These robbers knew that some people would come through the roads and 
they will rob them and kill them. God told the men to come together, and when the men of God in that generation left their village, normally the enemies knew that all the husband and the men left the village. They could take the village. They could get into the village and rob and kill their wife. Of course, the Lord knew about this plan. What did the Lord promise God's people at that time? Exodus chapter 34, 22-24. I want to show you that the Lord is our protector and He can scare the bad people away from your house, from your village, and from your life. And you shall observe the feast of the weeks and of the first fruits of wheat harvest and the feast of ingathering at the year's end. Three times in the year, all your men shall appear before the Lord, the Lord God of Israel. For I will cast out the nations before you and enlarge your borders. Neither, listen carefully, this is a sentence I want to emphasize. Neither will any man covet or desire your land when you go up to appear before the Lord your God three times in the year. The Lord knew that there were evil people who wanted to rob his people or to destroy their villages. The enemies could not touch them. God said, you are doing what I told you to do. You come to the city to celebrate the feast three times a year. Bad people may desire your stuff while you are gone, but I will protect you and your family, and they will change their mind. They are terrified to get into your village. Can we claim God's protection today like thousand years ago? Are we still serving the same God as the children of Israel? Yes, we can claim His protection. And this truth should comfort your soul. God said that they don't even want to get your stuff. My brother and sister, the key is obey God. If God tells you to go to church on Sunday, you go to church and worship Him. Don't worry. If God tells you to go on a mission trip to some country, go and believe God will protect your home and your property. You just obey what the Lord told you to do. Proverbs chapter 16, verse 7. When a man's ways please the Lord. I believe that you are that person. Your ways please the Lord. What is the promise here? He makes even his enemies to be at peace with him. So those who want to destroy you, change their mind, and they go to other house. They don't go to your house because your ways please the Lord. You are doing what the Lord told you to do. Obey the command of God in the Bible, such as love one another, build a church, give tithe to the Lord, give offering, help the poor, help the needy, the orphans, using your gift to serve the Lord in the church. Don't miss the Sunday service. Come together and we worship the Lord together. Join the fellowship group. And God will cause your enemies to not desire your properties and your money and your stuff. They may want to get somebody else's stuff, 
but not yours. They make peace with you. Let us say out loud together: The Lord does this protection for me. The Lord moves so that my enemies don't desire my stuff. They lose their desire to hurt me. The terror of God will come upon those who want to harm me and my stuff. They will run away. They will not follow their plan because God is my protector. I trust in Him. In this time of pandemic, you may have heard from the news that some bad people may show up at your front door and say, "I'm going to come in to help you." Some bad people going to use this time to take advantage of people. I pray that the angels of the Lord will be around your house, that all these evil people cannot call you, cannot come near your home. In the Old Testament, there were times. Over and over again, when God's people trusted in Him and the enemies wanted to destroy them, but something happened in the enemies' camp. The enemies of God's people were trembling because the terror of God came upon them. A lot of time, they were so scared that they would run for their lives, even though nothing happened in the physical realm. No army. Come in, but they were so scared, and they turned around and fought each other and killed each other. This thing happened over and over again in the Bible. This is part of God's defending His people. He does it this way to protect us today as well. I give you example: Jonathan and his armor bearer acted in faith. Faith is important. Don't be fearful. They attack an army by themselves. Two of them, they had no fear. They climb up the hill and started to fight. Two men went into the territory of the whole army of the enemies. Let me read the scripture and show you. First Samuel chapter fourteen, verse one. Now it happened one day that Jonathan, the son of Saul, said to the young man who bore his armor. Come, let us go over to the Philistines' garrison, that is on the other side. But he did not tell his father. Verses six to fourteen. Then Jonathan said to the young man who bore his armor, "Come, let us go over to the garrison of this uncircumcised. It may be that the Lord will work for us. He has faith, for nothing restrains the Lord from saving by." Many or by few. Wow, he believed whether it's a big armor or a small army, God can defend him and his armor bearer. So his armor bearer said to him, "Do all that is in your heart. Faith is of the heart. Go then. Here I am with you, according to your heart." Then Jonathan said, "Very well. Let us cross over to these men, and we will show ourselves to them." If they say thus to us, "Wait until we come to you," then we will stand still in our place and not go up to them. But if they say thus, 
come up to us. Then we will go up, for the Lord has delivered them into our hand, and this will be a sign to us. So both of them showed themselves to the garrison of the Philistines, and the Philistines said, "Look, the Hebrews are coming out of the holes where they have hidden." Then the men of the garrison called to Jonathan and his armor bearer and said, "Come up to us, and we will show you something." Jonathan said to his armor bearer, "Come up after me, for the Lord has delivered them into the hand of Israel." And Jonathan climbed up on his hands and knees with his armor bearer after him, and they fell before Jonathan. All the enemies fell down, <laughs> falling under the power. Happened in that generation too, not just in our generation. And as he came after him, his armor bearer killed them. That first slaughter with Jonathan and his armor bearer made was about twenty men, within about half an acre of land. And now look at verse fifteen. The terror of God. Fell upon the Philistines, verse fifteen say, and there was trembling in the camp, in the field, and among all the people, the garrison and the raiders also trembled. They were so scared by the angels of the Lord, and the earth quaked, so that it was a very great trembling. The Bible say clearly there was trembling in the camp of the enemy. The fearlessness and the faith of Jonathan and his armor bearer allowed the angels to come on the scene, and the whole army of the Philistines was shaken. They had a great victory on that day. Wow! You can see the terror of God is real when you have faith. The robbers and people who want to destroy you will run away. They will not harm you. Let me show you another example in the Bible of the terror of God. In the book of Judges, Gideon selected three hundred men by the leading of God, and Gideon and these three hundred men won the battle because they had faith in God's help. They had faith, not fear. Everyone say faith. Everyone say no fear. Amen. Judges chapter seven verses seven to eight. Then the Lord said to Gideon, "By the three hundred men who leapt, I will save you." Wow! God say, "You and the three hundred men, the army of the other side, much bigger. Only three hundred men who drank water without looking down, but looking around, because they were very alert with the Lord and deliver the Midianites into your hand." Let all the other people go, every man to his place. So they kept only three hundred men; the rest all go home. So the people took provisions and their trumpets in their hands, and he sent away all the rest of Israel, every man to his tent, and retained those three hundred men. Now the camp of Midian was below him in the valley. Now look at verses nineteen to twenty-two. So Gideon and the Hundred men. Gideon divided the three hundred men into three groups. One group, one hundred men, who were with him. One hundred men were with him. The other two groups were somewhere else in the battle. 
came to the outpost of the camp at the beginning of the middle watch, just as they had posted the watch, and they blew the trumpets and broke the pitchers that were in their hands. Then the three companies, one hundred, one hundred, one hundred, three companies, all three hundred, blew the trumpets. You can see the power of unity and obedience to the leadership, and broke the pitchers as well. They held the torches in their left hands and the trumpets in their right hands for blowing. No sword, no knife in their hand, and they cried, "The sword of the Lord and of Gideon." My dear brother and sister, it's so important that we join the army of God and have a clear spiritual father and leadership that God appointed over you, and you need to obey the Lord, honor the Lord, and honor your pastor, your leader. And then God can give you victory. And every man stood in his place all around the camp, and the whole army ran and cried out and fled. The enemies were terrified by the terror of God. You understand, these three hundred men and Gideon did not have knife, did not have guns. When the three hundred blew the trumpets. The Lord set every man's sword against his companion throughout the whole camp, and the army fled to Beth Achasia, toward Zerorah, as far as the border of Abel Mehola by Tabath. You can see this story again. The terror of God came upon the enemies. The three hundred men blew the trumpets, and the terror of the Lord came upon the enemies. The enemy started to fight and kill each other, and all the three hundred men had to do is to blow the trumpets and hold their torches, and the enemies wiped themselves out. Can God still do the same thing today? Are we worshiping the same God that Gideon and the three hundred men worship? Are we worshiping the same God as Jacob, and as Moses and Joshua and Caleb? I believe that if your home Calls God your God and trust in Him. If America calls God her God and trust in Him, God will raise up His destruction and terror that would fall on the tolerance and all the bad people who want to destroy your home. They would run away, flee, and they would destroy each other. Let me give you the last example in the Bible of the terror of God in Second Kings chapter seven. The city in Samaria was under siege; the people were starving to death. There were a lot of enemies on the outside of the city. The children of Israel dare not go out to fight them. The man of God, Elisha. Said, twenty-four hours from now, food is going to be plentiful and cheap in the city. The leader thought that this was impossible. So let's look at what the Bible say in Second Kings chapter seven, verses one to seven. Then Elisha said, "Hear the word of the Lord. Thus say of the Lord." Thus say the Lord: Tomorrow, about 
this time a sea of five flowers shall be sold for a shekel, so cheap, and two sea of barley for a shekel at the gate of Samaria. So an officer on whose hand the king leaned to answer the man of God and said, "This officer looked down on the words of prophecy from Elisha." At that time, King of Israel governed Samaria, and Elisha came and talked, and the army of the Aramean people came. Look, if the Lord would make windows in heaven, could this thing be? So he was kind of looking down on what Elisha said, and he said, "In fact, you shall see it with your eyes, but you shall not eat of it." This officer will not survive. He will not be able to eat the food that will come into the city, because he was despising the Lord. Now there were four leprous men at the entrance of the gate. These leprous men were outside the gate of the city; they could not get in, and they said to one another, "Why are we sitting here until we die? If we say we will enter the city." The famine in this is in the city, and we shall die there. And if we sit here, we die also. Now, therefore, come, let us surrender to the army of the Syrians. And if they keep us alive, we shall live. And if they kill us, we shall die. We shall only die. And they rose at the twilight to go to the camp of the Syrians. And when they had Come to the outskirts of the Syrian camp. To their surprise, no one was there, for the Lord had caused the army of the Syrians to hear the noise of the chariots and the noise of horses, the noise of a great army. They had the terror of God on them. God sent the angels to make these noises. So they said to one another, "Look." The king of Israel had hired against us the kings of the Hittites and the kings of the Egyptians to attack us. Therefore, rose and fled at twilight, and left the camp intact. Their tents, their horses, and their donkeys, and they fled for their lives. The terror of God came upon the camp of the Syrian or the Arameans. There were no Egyptians. There were no Hittites. The whole army of the enemies heard the noise of chariots and the horses, and the noise of a great army. They ran for their life. Can God do the same thing like that today for us? Can He cause your enemies or bad people who want to hurt you to hear things that scare them, and the terror of God comes on them, and they say, "Let us get out of here." Let us run. They could not hurt you. They could not attack you. The terror of God and the manifest presence of His angels can come around you and cause your enemy to be terrified, shake them, make them tremble, scare them, cause them to run and leave. They leave you alone. You don't even know that the Lord protects you. You just leave on your bed. You can lay down in peace and sleep. 
Your God can cause you to do well in safety and perfect protection. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Father, we believe that you are the protector. We gonna do our part. We will stay in faith. We will, Lord, believe in you that you are our master and protector. We're gonna stay in your fortress, in your shadow, under your shadow, and also under your wings. We believe in the angelic protection. We will not fear, Father. We will keep ourselves under your canopy by staying in your presence, in your glory, and joining a good church. We will submit ourselves into the good church, and we will honor our pastor, Father. Oh Lord, we believe the terror of God can come upon those who want to hurt us, Lord, and. The protection of God is so real to us. We thank you, Lord, in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. We trust that this message is ministered to you. If you would like more information about New Hope International Church or other teaching CDs, please contact us at 206-275-1042. You may also visit our website online at www.newhopeinternationalchurch.com. Thank you.